With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Let's go! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast. First live episode uh, brought to you by Old City Sports Network. And uh, yeah, we're live. We're trying out something new this Sunday evening. I've got myself, uh, and I'm joined with Tyler, Wade, and Jacob. How are y'all doing tonight? Pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I'm questionable about my fantasy draft. Uh, maybe some of our Twitter followers will uh, leave some comments about how I did. I know some of them might be watching in this new format. Well, so, speaking of Twitter, I've been blasting people on Twitter the last two days. So, uh, that's so you might have different. driven up some uh, some rivals for us. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We, we we can't leave any any stone unturned. Wait. So so, what are you unhappy about with your fantasy draft? I mean, it's fantasy football season. We'll just go ahead and jump right into it. Well, I typically go running back, running back. Occasionally, I'll go running back, wide receiver. But it's been a long time, probably since like the AJ Green days that I went a wide receiver first. Um, and not only did I go wide receiver first, I passed up on Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup to snag Jamar Chase because I truly think he will be wide receiver one. Um, now, the intent, choice there. the intent was to stack him with Joe Burrow later on and somebody foiled my plans. So ended up getting Kamara in the second round, got my tight end, Darren Waller, in like the sixth or seventh. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, Tyler and I actually just did. He helped me out with a fancy draft I had from a work league. Uh, you know, first round, somebody drafts Patrick Mahomes, then Josh Allen. I'm like, what is going on? What are these people doing? And then I realized it was a super flex league where you could have two quarterbacks starting. And I was like, oh, crap, here we go. And so I, uh, 
Yeah, I got Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan as my two quarterbacks. Matt Ryan, Renaissance, baby. Here he comes. It was either him or Jameis Winston. So, I mean, we had our choosing in like round 10. I think think Matt Ryan was probably the way to go. Yeah. um, Considering there'll probably be a lot of passing uh, passing yards. But I don't know. It was a... it was a little iffy there for a second when I was like, what are these people doing? I thought they knew fantasy football. Who's taking quarterbacks around one? They're like, touche, like, oh, it's crap. you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, crap. I'm the idiot I here. I need to get somebody. So, But, I mean, we got Jamar Chase, uh, Travis Etienne. Um, I'm trying to remember the other running back that we picked up that I was happy with, uh, Joe Mixon. So, And then I think we got Michael Pittman as well. Uh, so, I think the wide receiver core is looking stacked. I went ahead and grabbed D-Hop there at the very uh, – last few rounds just to hold on to him until he comes off the suspension. But I know we've got our big draft coming up here in a few days. I hope y'all are ready. Uh, I don't think Tyler's going to help me out. Like he's been helping me out in the past. Mm-hmm. My, my help coming, is done. He's coming for today. blood. Yeah. So I know Tyler, you just wrapped up a draft. How did that go? I did. I actually had the number two overall pick. So it's about time that in the, like the 2020 season that I have a early round pick, uh, CMC actually went first, so I went ahead and scooped up Jonathan Taylor. So I went RBRB, went Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley. Uh, so I, then I got like Mike Evans and Mike Williams as my two re- receivers. Uh, and Justin sounds Herbert. familiar. Yeah. Have them. <laughs> yeah, the two Mikes. So, uh, yeah, and yeah. I have Justin Herbert starting quarterback. So I, I'm definitely pleased with how the draft just went. Fudge, have, have you spent any time drafting on forklifts lately? Or are you just, uh, <laughs> just rocking and rolling waiting for Tuesday? Uh, I'm waiting for Tuesday. Tyler and I kind of experimented a little bit uh, here and there, but uh, did a couple of mock drafts. But I, I, I haven't done too much. It's kind of spur of the moment with me when it comes to uh, drafts. I, I just kind of whatever's there. I'm yeah, yeah. whatever I'm feeling, feeling in the moment. There you go. There you go. Well, you know, t- we're gonna jump into Tyler's fantasy football corner later in the show, so make sure you stay tuned for that. But wanted to say our little uh. Fantasy football recap from our drafts are brought to you by a new sponsor that we have. Uh, if you, Fletch, do you like beef jerky? Are you a beef jerky guy? Dude, I am a beef jerky guy all day long. That's what I like to hear because if you would have said no, then this would have been a really awkward sponsor. <laughs> uh, but we have, we have a new sponsorship, uh, Righteous Felon Jerky. Uh, you can head on over to RighteousFelon.com. Use code OCSN for 15% off your beef jerky. I'm here you get next day delivery with these guys, and they've got a lot of different cool flavors. Like uh, the bag of bourbon Franklin, interesting flavor there. Some hickory beef jerky, and and I hear the uh, Maryland Monroe, but spelled like the state of Maryland, is pretty good. So uh, and also the truffle O'Bill beef jerky. So you, our followers will have to check that out. Use our promo code and let us know what they think. But the uh, fantasy drafts aside, we had our very own Wade play in a uh, golf tournament last weekend up in South Carolina, holding it down, putting the name out there. We got a bunch of followers from it. He must have been promoted it left and right. We're going to have to send you some stickers to start putting on golf carts. How'd you, how'd you fare in your little golf tournament you had last weekend, Wade? It was a fun time. I had a great time just kind of getting back on my, my high school golf course. Uh, now, one funny caveat to the weekend was they actually switched the front nine and the back nine um, holes on me. So the front nine became the back nine and the back nine became the front nine. Um, it was a shotgun start. So we were told we were starting as 18A. So I immediately started driving the golf cart towards 
what I thought was the 18th tee box and then ended up having to go clear on the other side of the golf course uh, to what I what now I know is hole number one. Um, anyway, so kind of got off to a rocky start there, uh, but it was all fun in games. Really ripped the driver uh, consistently all, all afternoon, so that was good. Uh, played the par threes well, but just kind of had some unfortunate iron shots, a couple putts lip out. Uh, all in all, not a bad day. Shot a 92, which is in my wheelhouse, under 95. And yeah, we were kind of, I don't know, maybe bottom half of the pack, but near like the, the midway mark. So not a bad day. Uh, so did any, anybody shoot a hole in one in the tournament or shoot a hole in one? A lot <laughs> no, of people no, usually like to, to claim they did. No claimed hole in ones. There were a few guys that played collegiate golf. Uh, so they, they were the ringers of the group. And then I would say there was probably a lot more people that shot above a 92 than the scorecard indicated, uh, but that's okay. I mean, it's uh, frat golf, you know, so I'll take my 92. It's all, it's all, yep, all fun and games. <laughs> I broke down and went and got a golf lesson after, you know, my embarrassment of the drivers on the whack YouTube video, shanking two of them into the woods. Couldn't have it anymore. So I went and got a golf lesson out there at the Longwood Golf Course where we played our whack. He told me a few things, and when I went and played on Friday, I was uh, I was ripping drivers, so I was happy with it. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to, to showcase it to y'all when you come back to Houston. We have the whack part two. Maybe we'll uh, maybe me and Wade will be able to take take you and uh, Tyler and Jacob down. No, so. you got to come over here now. This is oh, we got to we got to come to the game. Okay, y'all get the, y'all get the home game. Well, Gulf Coast you golf. Pick, yeah, you can pick the course, and we'll we'll come out and uh, we'll have a little showdown. So, but yeah, no, I had, I had the pleasure of going to play out at the Black Horse Golf Club. Uh, pretty, probably one of the nicer golf courses in Houston. Um, I've got their hat on right now. So it's a, you can't really see it. It's a cool little logo with the little Mustang. Um, actually, the all good old Barstool Sports Foreplay Pod, they did a, a video there. So that was cool. Uh, I got to watch some of it, you know, pregame the, the course and figure out where to shoot and where not to. I played pretty well. The uh, the putting let me down, just like Scotty today. Uh, you know, putting's what wins you. So, but I mean, yeah, mentioning Scotty, he uh, he had that big lead for the majority of the weekend. And I know Tyler didn't watch the the tour championship; he was watching the Little League World Series. But uh, Roy McIlroy came back from six shots down to to overtake Scotty's big stroke lead, and uh, ended up winning his third FedEx Cup Tour uh, championship. First player to ever do that. What's uh what's your thoughts on that, Fletch? You think it's it's was Rory's time to shine? Um, yes and no. I don't know. It, it's been kind of a all around year for Rory. I mean, it's good that he capped the year off with with a a big win. I mean, I'm not. I know everybody was looking forward to him at St Andrews, kind of run the show there, and he the crowd was you know chanting his name for four days in a row. Um, I don't know. I think it's probably uh good for him for his momentum to start the, the season next season. Uh, as far as Scotty goes, uh hot start to the year just kind of fell off. I mean, he just kind of just faded off a little bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, the reason he started is because of where he was in the FedEx cup standings, uh, you know, and result of the masters and everything else. But uh, I, I think that, uh, I think they need to reconfigure 
the FedEx Cup points and how they're divvied up uh, because, yeah, I get some events are worth a little bit more FedEx Cup points, but you can't tell me that a guy gets one one win. Like, I mean, we saw Jordan Spieth get one win, you know, and climb up 10, 12 places uh, into, the, into the top 10 and you know, really didn't do much of anything this week. So, I mean, it was kind of one of those things where guys get one win and get hot for, for four days, five days, and all of a sudden they're in the top 25 finishing out the rest of the year, you know, on those on that last right. day. So I, I just think they need to probably go back to the drawing board and see uh, what needs to be done for next year, knowing that they're going to have a lot more events next year as well. Well, one thing that I saw that was uh, pretty interesting, some people were posing like a – uh, you know, you, you've got your stroke play. I don't like how it's like 10 shots ahead. I mean, I feel like – I mean, we saw today uh, the guy that was in first didn't finish first. But, I mean, he Scotty led for the majority of the weekend. And he didn't play that great of golf. I mean, he, he shot three over today and only lost by a stroke. Um, yeah. But maybe if they figure out a way to minimize the amount of strokes you start ahead. But what I'd like to see is like do stroke play up until Saturday – and then it's a match play between the top four guys and just like have them play like match a, play. Like a WGC type thing. Right, exactly. And kind of incorporate that because then it's – I mean, well, you mean you saw today Rory surged to the top from six shots back. Uh, M was finished top T second. I mean, he just had a great back nine. Good uh, year. I think, yeah, I mean, really great year for him. I think uh, Xander Schauffele, uh I mean, he was in there the entire tournament and then just didn't play great today and dropped back to, I think, uh, tied fourth with Patrick Cantlay, if I remember correctly. Um, but it would be interesting to see, like, take the top four guys and then have them play a match play, which it would be hard if you got a bunch of people tied there up at the top. But I guess you'd have to do a playoff for match play. And, I mean, it would lead into a very long golf tournament. But, I mean, it's it's for the, the tour championship. It's the... I mean, Wade's going to argue with me. He thinks Augusta is the Super Bowl, but I think it's the Super Bowl of golf because it's the final uh, tournament. The winner wins $18 million. Um, so I think Rory ended up bringing home $27 million this year in golf winnings. So, I mean, not not a bad year for uh, Mr. McRoy over there. And then on top of everything, he's like leading the charge for the PGA Tour against Liv. He had just announced his new golf league with Tiger. He's been the the – I mean, he's been – the poster child for the PGA tour. So, I mean, what are you, what are y'all's thoughts on like, is, is he the perfect person to win? I mean, I wanted to see Scotty win cause he was like the newcomer. I mean, he's been playing great this year, but Rory winning his third one, first player to do that. I feel like Jay Monahan has got to be through the roof ecstatic that, that his guy Rory won. I think the only other person that would have been better is if Tiger would have somehow been in it and won the thing. <laughs> I mean, that, that would have been like probably the biggest headlines, but I think for the battle against live, Rory winning it's got to be the best thing. I mean, Tyler, I know you're you're not a huge Liv fan, so do so you think this puts the nail in the coffin uh, with Rory finally coming out on top? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, well, not in the nail in the coffin for the Liv. The Liv will never go away as much as I want them to, uh, but they got all the money in the world. So, yeah, I think uh, other than Tiger, I think that Rory is definitely the perfect guy uh, for the PGA Tour to win this. Uh, so you got to be happy for him. I, I wanted him to win the Open just because of the fan, the home fans wanted him to win that experience. But I know that he felt a lot of pressure. So for him to come back today down six strokes was definitely a good sign uh, for Rory to end the year. 
Yeah, no, it was it's a huge surge. I mean, Wade, do you think you could drive the ball like Rory with <laughs> how you were hitting it out there in South Carolina? I think uh, on hole 18, you know, with one shot up, needs to play a perfect hole. He ends up driving at like 346 yards. I mean, it's just something insane. Maybe 246. I don't think I'm hitting 346. <laughs> um, but no, it's get you to, in the gym, Wade. Maybe get you out there with some, some Pete. Get you, get you rolling. I probably, I mean, I don't know, with some good roll and stuff. Chet's seen me drive the green once. Um, and Tyler has as well. So it, it's possible. Uh, uh, Jacob kind of intimidated me, I guess. I couldn't hit one of Texas <laughs> for him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's good for the future of PGA uh, for Rory to be so, you know, solidified in his views that the tour is for him, you know, and for him to back that up and to be the face of the game. I mean, I think that maybe five years ago, everybody thought he would be the face of the game and maybe he never got a firm grasp on that, but maybe now he really is. And whether it's because people are leaving or he's playing the best golf of his life um, or a combination of the two, it doesn't really matter. It gives the PGA a product uh, to put out there that people want to watch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they might have to sell another PJ 2K23 with uh, Rory's face on the cover. Kind of have a no. Tiger and Rory. Mm-hmm. A little like back to back action since they're No, you got to keep Tiger now. on there. I do love that they're like, you get to play with Michael Jordan on there and some yeah. of the guys. I, like, think, I know that Will's oh, wow. outdoors. Is <laughs> I didn't on see there. that. Yeah, yeah you, you get to see uh, play with Michael Jordan. So that'll be a cool feature. I think that 2K really does it well with the golf. I like Divot Derby. I like. All the, you know, cool, fun, you know, like all the community, you can pretty much yeah. play whatever the community well, puts out there. That, that community, me and you tried to play the the whole tournament they had this week. Oh, yeah. So oh if, you, if you finish top 50 in the PGA 2K21 Tour Society, you win a free cover of the new game or a free, free uh, download of the new game of 2K23. So it's like, Tyler, let's give it a shot. I mean, we're pretty good at, at PGA Tour. Well... We thought we were good until we played these settings. Yeah. They had it on like all pro, super hard difficulty. Every like the holes in order to get you know par four to get a par, you had to shoot a three. Like it was all like a one stroke handicap. And someone mm-hmm. for the four rounds, it made you play four rounds. Um, I quit after three because I was ninety eight <laughs> over because it was so impossible to play this game. Uh, someone was a hundred under, which I don't even think is like theoretically possible yeah i think they, they were, were probably like cheating 38 but, yeah like, in a like 18 hole round like i quit after the third round too i had shot like a like plus 120 i was like you know what screw this this is really an enjoyment what am i getting out of this just misery so i mean i'm not gonna finish in the top 50 to get a coffee so eh, I, okay you're I gonna think, get 60 bucks uh in october yeah. so you're, you're welcome <laughs> i think i finished like 674th yeah. Uh. So it, it wasn't that great. I mean, it was a, uh, it was a little tough on us. Um, at that time. But, yeah. At that <laughs> at time, time, I don't know what it is. Six hundred. Yeah. Who knows yeah. what you are now? Now we're probably like but, in the two thousands at least. I would have to bet. I mean, I figured I was like, it's the game's two years old. Why not give it a shot? See if you can finish top fifty. Like it can't be that hard. Boy, was I wrong. I mean, yeah. they had like the difficulty on insane. So, but I mean, uh. I think you, you brought up playing with Michael Jordan. I think you get to play with, like, Shooter McGavin and uh, uh, Nate shots in the game. So, like, it's going to be pretty cool. I want to see him bring, like, how in 
NBA 2K, how there's the neighborhood. Yeah. They should have like the country club and you can like drive around in your golf cart and like do <laughs> that would be cool. around the world. That'd be pretty sweet. Do you realize like it. the do you realize like what the technology would have to be in order to come up with something like that though? Like that that's... they do it for the I think they the have NBA. it. Like, they have it for the if you like play like the recent 2K, I mean they did it like on that cruise ship. Yeah, I mean 2K yeah. honestly is way better than EA Sports. And I'm sure a lot of like sports gamers can agree with that. EA Sports well, hasn't done jack since, you know, probably like EA like Madden twenty sixteen probably. Can, can you imagine if two K was releasing a new uh college football game? People I mean, are you'd be like go into class yeah. and be like skip class? Nope. NIL meetings. <laughs> yeah. NIL, yeah. Meetings. NIL brands with Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Go take a I photo mean, shoot and then sign all these football helmets. <laughs> But like what you were saying, like with Tiger and Rory kind of being the face of the PGA Tour, but what you really have to think about is those are two completely different generations. Yeah. Like that that's that's the crazy part. They're so far apart, yet in the golf world they're viewed so close together, like they're buddies and they like went through the whole thing together. Early thirties, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and Tiger's like 45 or something. 40 but seasons. Rory was supposed to take He's over the, Tom Brady of, the game. of golf. Yeah. Yeah. Rory it's kind of like, the... um, like Tom Brady and Andrew Luck almost. I mean, I know <laughs> Luck's gone now, but look who's still playing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but I don't think. Go what, ahead. what everybody doesn't understand, too, also, like we're talking about this 2K game. It's like Rory's never going to be in a 2K game until he finishes his contract with EA. People don't understand, EA did release in 2021, they did release a golf game. It just wasn't popular at all, but it had Rory on the cover. I remember seeing that on like the Microsoft store. I was like, what is this? Yeah. So he's not going to be in in that game until he finishes that contract with EA. So it's kind of the Tiger show with with 2K. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Um, You mentioned Will Zalatoris was in it. Uh, well, hopefully he can make some money from it because he had a very expensive back injury this week. He dropped out of the championship with two herniated discs. That's rough. Um, and it cost him an estimated $4.5 million because he was, you know, he was sitting in third place. And if he would have finished in third, he'd, he'd come home with $5 million. Well, he ends up finishing dead last in 30th, only uh, taking home, well, I say only, taking home $500,000. Uh, but yeah, that's four and a half million dollars for some some herniated disc, which I I understand you can't play golf with a herniated disc. Yeah. That's uh that's that's a hard pill to swallow, especially with him winning um the first playoff event. And really, I mean he he would have been able to contend uh for for the for the championship. So hopefully uh he gets to feeling better. One thing I want to ask y'all, and I don't know if you if you touched on it last week. I wasn't on the show. Um, I was traveling all around Western Texas. Uh, I didn't really have much internet to do a show, so that was that was another thing. But with the the new golf league that Rory and Tiger announced, I did some research on it, and it looks like you know it's going to be in arenas, um, kind of like basketball stadiums, or probably a little bigger because uh, you can't really play golf in a basketball stadium. <laughs> uh, but they're going to hit a drive into a into like a simulator screen, like somewhat like Top Golf, and then. They're gonna they're gonna have like a putting green that's gonna be like simulated bunker shots, chip ons, and everything like that, and they're gonna have fans around it. So, like, what are y'all what are y'all's thoughts on that? Is that something you 
pay to go watch or would you rather watch it at home, take it in as a fan experience? I just want to – I mean, it's going to be like a 3v3 match, quick, like two-hour golf game, um, but it's going to have fans involved and it's really going to be like a putting contest at the end of it because um, you're hitting into a simulator. So I mean, what, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Maybe pay like 10 bucks for it, but I wouldn't pay like, you know, like going to a football game, pay like 150 bucks to go watch something like that. I'd rather just watch it, uh, something like that on my TV. It's kind of like yeah. like that fan control league that they try to do, and that was a bust. So hopefully uh, they do something well with this because, I mean, in the game of golf, the perception we know is like this is the most boring sport ever. So maybe, you know, this is a step in the right direction uh, to try and hinder that audience, you know, to change their minds on that. I think it's really going to be like live golf with the flashing lights and the cool logos and the graphics and just try to like pull people in to tune into it. So I I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm, I don't think I would pay to go see it. I just, because I think the tickets would be too expensive. Tyler, there's no way a ticket would be $10. I'm just saying that's like what I would alternate you any, any more than that. Yeah. So, I mean, you're paying for, arguably the two uh, greatest people to watch in golf right now. Um, so I, I no, I, I think tickets are going to be triple digits at least. Uh, so I, I don't understand how it's going to work. Like I Me get either. reading it and everything, but I still can't physically envision what they're trying to come up with because I, you're going to have to play in a football stadium in order to do it. Like there's yeah, there's no other or a soccer stadium. You can't go. You can't go play in a basketball arena. I mean, even a football yeah. stadium is only a hundred yards. Yeah, like hey, so, watch like, the Raptors. Have a, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a. I'm sure they figured out how to do it, but they haven't released any information on it. So, but uh, maybe that's something that our future PGA pro Jacob can get his hands on and maybe get entered <laughs> into one of these competitions. You better start Dude, working on your short game. Hey, but listen, there's no excuse for wind because it's true. such a small environment. They had their air conditioning blowing inside. <laughs> yeah. Hey, aim aim in the crowd to the left. Aim in section 220 because the ball is going to come all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it's I mean, it won't start till 2024, so I'm sure they'll have all the kinks ironed out. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, last little bit of golf news I want to touch on with the live tour uh, some rumors coming out today, which I think all of us knew Cam Smith. It's not guaranteed, but you know, his name's brought up going to live tour, which we pretty much figured um, Mito Pereira, which was a little shocking because he's a rookie on the tour. Uh, Harold Varner, the third Mark Leishman, Cameron Tringali. And the one that I was the most shocked about would be Joaquin Neiman. I mean, he has just been on fire this year, really like up and coming. And I guess they're they're offering him some money, so he's might as well go ahead and jump. So I want to know, Tyler, what would your number have to be to go play over there? Because you're you're I feel like out of the four of us, you're the biggest. You you don't like it the most. So I want to know what your number would be. I'm gonna hardball like kind of how like the the high schoolers out of the major league. I'm gonna have a number of a hundred million to get me to play over there. Okay, I mean, I'd do it for ten, but hundred million. There you go. I mean, hey, Greg Norman, if you're if you're tuned in, ten million, I'll, I'll go, no problem. So we'll we'll have the sports grant. We'll cover the lift door. If you pay us all ten million, I'd cover it. That that's that's for sure. So, yeah, I mean, if they pay me a hundred million to go cover it, then yeah, I would say yes in a heartbeat. 
Yeah. If they paid you fifty grand to go cover it, you'd be over there. <laughs> I don't know. They got to. I don't know. Fifty grand. It'd be a. Uh, I think there'd be some thought to it. It's got to be at least one for million. Three days? You wouldn't cover it for three days for fifty. Grand. No, I. I'm I'm thinking way probably means fifty grand for like a year. Like yeah, I meant like, like a a, being a full time job, I guess. Oh no, no, there's no. no. I'd have to at least get maybe like 120, you know, enough to to be able to go over there and, and support my family. That's I mean, and, I'm just putting my numbers so high because I'm sure they got all the money for that. So you sure. might as well, you know, yeah, go all yeah. in. And- but I mean, the hundred million is reserved for PGA Tour golfers, so they might not pay us that much. But I mean, I I, I mean, I have like a win under grand. my belt. That's more than some of our PGA Tour. That's Ooh. true. That is true. Like, <laughs> showing, throwing shots out there. He has a win in the whack. Yeah, I have a win. Yeah, so I mean, Jesus. watch out, Liv. If you want a battle of the YouTube uh, golfers, sign us up uh, for a hundred million. We'll, we'll go over there and do it. So, but uh, if you want someone to bring you. Uh, fantasy football knowledge tyler is your guy so for 100 million you can get tyler to draft your league so let us know if you uh if oh, you i'll do, do that for that. five bucks i mean that's something that i actually <laughs> bucks, enjoy. tyler i'm trying to talk you up here man you yeah, can't be, be low yourself. <laughs> at least 20 come on you gotta you gotta make some money off of it true but um with that we go ahead and jump in i mean the preseason wrapped up this week uh we, we mentioned all of our fantasy football drafts uh, this is our last week for the NFL preview. We've got the AFC and NFC West. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the AFC West. We've got the Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, and Chiefs. We're going to start it off with Wade. Who's your pick to win the AFC West? Uh, it's definitely going to be a very, very comp- competitive um, division. I like what the Broncos have built. I mean, the Chiefs have done the least out of every team in that division. But it's hard to bet against, you know, a team that's been to the Super Bowl several several seasons in a row. Um, Chargers kind of kind of have the balance to me of a team that's been there, done that recently, but also have the the youth and the momentum. Uh, but honestly, they kind of underwhelmed last year, and I don't think that they're much different of a football team. They did make some additions to the defense uh, with I think J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack, so that's. That's a boost. Um, and then the Raiders, you know, they got Derek Carr, his college target, uh, Devontae Adams. So I'm going to go with the Chargers just because I think that they have the best balance between established talent and young talent. Uh, but I would not be surprised if Kansas City walks away with this. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think I'm probably picking the Chiefs this year. Um you know, last year they had a little bit of a fluke, slow start, um, but I think they bounced back. But this, I feel like the AFC West has got to be one of the more competitive divisions this year with the Rockers being rebuilt, um, Chargers with their young core just kind of surging with Justin uh, Herbert. I almost said Abair, uh, Justin <laughs> Herbert. And then, I mean, the Raiders getting reloaded with Devontae Adams. Uh, I think Derek Carr is really going to benefit from that. But, I mean, the Chiefs. Yeah, they lost the, the you know uh, Tyreek Hill and a few uh, defensive key players, but I think with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, it's I mean he's he's the next big thing. So or he is the big thing. Um, I think they run away with it. Not maybe not run away with it. I think it would be close, but I think in the end they'll end up uh, being the ones on top. So Tyler, what's your thoughts? You're the expert. 
Man, this is the toughest division to predict. I mean, I could see all four of these teams making it to the playoffs. I would have to say at least three will probably make the playoffs. I, I'm not even going to, like, try and go four through one because I think, like, it could go anyway. So uh, I definitely think the additions obviously goes to the Raiders, adding Devontae Adams and the key piece. And then the Broncos, they go from Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke to Russell Wilson. So that offense will definitely thrive, especially with a young running back with Javante Williams. And then you have the veteran running back behind him with Melvin Gordon. And then the receiving core is really good. He did lose Tim Patrick to a torn ACL, but you still have Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. So I think that Jerry Judy could have his best season. I mean, that's going to be his best quarterback that he's played with. And the Raiders, I mean, they made the playoffs last year. They lost the Bengals in the first round. Uh, so I think that that offense is going to be it could go a step up with Devontae Adams. Chargers uh, added some really good pieces, especially with Khalil Mack. Uh, so I think that the defense could be a top five defense by season's end, especially if J.C. Jackson can stay healthy. And then you have Dermot James as safety. So the defense is loaded pretty much on every level. And then, like you said, mentioned Justin Herbert. I think he's going to have his best season yet. Uh, with year three, and then Austin Eckler, one of the best running backs. And then you have the, the Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. You just have so many weapons. And then you can't forget about the Chiefs. They did lose Tyree Kill, but you just can't bet against against Patrick Mahomes. But I am. I'm going to go with oh. the Los, Los Angeles Chargers. And I'm not going to stop there. The Chargers will win the Super Bowl this year. The Chargers will win the Super okay. Bowl. Okay. Yeah. I, think right. that, I think they take that big of a leap this year. All right. Uh, All okay. Right. You think Mr. Justin Herbert's having a MVP yep. year? MVP and number one quarterback in fantasy. I'm already hinting at it. Okay. Well, I guess I'll be uh, drafting Herbert <laughs> for a uh, fantasy football come Tuesday he's, night. He's going to be the MVP this year. I think that the Chargers are, yeah, they had a down year last year, but I just think that the way that they've been built, they're developing on the offense and then adding a key piece like Khalil Mack, I think that's the diff- That's going to be the difference uh, in this year's team versus last year's team. So I think the defense will make some improvements and the offense will be the best that has been uh, with Justin Herbert. I mean, going into year three, he's got all the tools on offense. So, I mean, I don't really see any holes with his Chargers team. So why not? Okay, I like it. I mean, go ahead and uh, lock your bets in now, folks. Tyler... <laughs> Is going all in on the charges. You ought to put a, put a, sprinkle a little money on them. Well, right? I do have Probably some good odds. sprinkled on. Uh, after last season, I put some money on the Arizona Cardinals because we've been seeing two consecutive years of Tampa Bay winning at their home stadium. We've seen Los Angeles, the Rams win at their home stadium. So it's in Glendale this year. So I might as well. I put like five bucks down after the season's in when it was like the Cardinals were like twenty five hundred. So we'll see. That's uh, hey. I got some money sprinkled there. I might have to sprinkle some money on the Chargers as well to see uh, what the line is is there for them. Yeah, that's I mean from history standpoint, five dollars on a team that's twenty five hundred to yeah. one, might as well. Um, Fudge, what do you got? Um, I don't know what I got. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with you guys. This is the toughest division in football right now. I think uh, this will be the last division that anybody clinches. I think uh, all year. So uh, no, I I like what Denver's done and the pieces that they've they've added. Uh, I just think it's going to take some time to get used to. I mean, you're going from Teddy Bridgewater, who's a uh, b- uh, below average quarterback, I think. 
I mean, uh, I think he's a backup quarterback that was thrust yeah. into a starting position. Let's put it yeah. that way. And Drew Locke is not ready yet at all. Um, so I, I think going to Russell Wilson now, it's a great addition. Uh, I will agree with Tyler. I think Jerry Judy's going to have a good year. Uh, he did leave out KJ Hamler, though. So we know yeah. Russell Wilson I, likes. Russell well, Wilson I was, likes I was saving him for the fantasy corner. So, yeah. Yeah. sorry, I mean, you can't be can't be uh, leaking into the fantasy corner here, Jay. <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we gotta let Tyler get a spotlight here. I I, I kind of uh, kind of hinted at it, but yeah, uh, I, I think that Russell Wilson loves his small targets. I mean, we've seen that. Uh, in Seattle, he's going to go after the guys who are going to make catches and get yardage. I mean, that's what he's going to do, uh, with the exception of DK Metcalf. Who's yeah, but I'll say DK Metcalf's a small target. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the man. Well, but Tyler yes. Lockett was arguably wide receiver one. Yeah, for, he was. Yes. So, I mean, we'll see what happens there. I mean, I think that it's a good one, two, one, two, three punch, really, there in, in, in Denver. Uh, so I think it's good for them. As far as the Raiders go, you know, adding Devontae Adams, I think the biggest thing that, that helped the Raiders is adding Josh McDaniels as that uh, head coach. I think that is by far the biggest uh, leap that they needed was somebody to come in and straighten that team out uh, from the management and, and sideline pieces. So uh, we'll see what happens there had a great career in, in New England, and, and I think he uh, will definitely straighten out that, that Raiders team this year to make – I think they'll make the playoffs again this year. I, I don't think they'll have a problem with that. Uh, as far as the Chiefs go, I don't know if I believe in – it's not if I don't believe in Patrick Mahomes because I do. It's more of if I, I don't believe in Andy Reid. Um, Take a I realize that Andy Reid. I realize <laughs> what, what Andy Reid done? done to you. <laughs> no, I realize what he's done. It's just people within that organization have made moves as far as the staff have made moves, moved on to other programs kind of behind the scenes. So I think that Kansas City's had their time. I think they'll make the playoffs, uh, but I don't think they'll make it to the Super Bowl. I just don't think they're deep enough right now in order to do that. Uh, they need a couple more pieces. I didn't think they were there when they had Tyreek Hill. I don't think Tyreek Hill was the the difference. I don't think really one guy is going to change the whole complexion of the team. It's just it's not going to happen, especially in the NFL. But yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Tyler. I think the Chargers are are the team to beat in that division. I, yeah, I think Justin Herbert is arguably the the front runner. I think for the for the MVP uh, this year. Um, one yeah. thing, sprinkle a little, yeah. little money on. Yeah, I might have to go in on with that, you on Tyler. But I'm uh, on the Chargers this year. Yeah, so I, I think the biggest thing for them was defense. You went from one of the worst defenses in the league last year to uh, arguably a top five. Like you said, I think argue, a top three defense. I think there'll be three. I think you can put the Saints in there at number two for defense this year. Uh, <laughs> Number one. We'll that see. I don't know one. who the number one defense will be this year. It'll be the Saints. It'll we'll be the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, It'll be the New Orleans Saints followed by the Buffalo Bills and then the Chargers at three. Boom. <laughs> I mean, There's the Chargers did add they, – they added Khalil Mack to their defense. I mean, any defense with Khalil Mack on it is just – it's an upgrade. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you've got Khalil Mack and, and Bosa there. I mean, that's just – that's just nasty. That's pretty bad. I mean, that that's yeah. tough. So – uh I think that's that's good. J.C. Jackson there, uh, it, kind of defending the outfield there, I think is a great 
a great addition as well. Derwin James is there. I mean, he's one of the best in the league. So I, I think I think they're the team to beat uh, in this division. I think they're the team to beat in the NFC or the AFC. I'm sorry, in the AFC. Uh, the only problem, like when we look at the, this, this division as a whole, and I'm spending a long time, but I, I don't understand why the Chiefs are in this division. Yeah, yeah. It is very West Ge- Coast. Geographically, it doesn't make any sense. We need like, just a like the majority division, of the kind of like in, in MLB. We need like a central division. It got yeah. better when uh, you know the Oakland Raiders moved to Las Vegas, becoming the Vegas Raiders. Kind of on a map, at least it looks a little bit better. But I mean, <laughs> that's still pretty West Coast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if we're going to complain about divisions, just look at you know what the Big Ten is going to be. We're going to have teams in oh. California and all over. Here we go so with the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> And shoot, I they mean, might like get Miami next. Just to screw. You're up hurting my head, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the. I think the a lot of the divisions now are just kind of all over the place, and people are just okay with it. One thing I want to ask you, Fudge. Yep. If the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, get, over your Chargers, will you reach out to Jackson Mahomes and ask to do a TikTok dance with them? I'll I'll get handcuffed. I'll get handcuffed to Jackson Mahomes, just like Tyreek Hill decided to turn down. I will do that if if they make it or win it. Is it what are you? What, what's the? I would if say they win. make it, if they make if uh, they win it, I I want you to to ask to get handcuffed. If they make it, I want you to reach out to Jackson Mahomes and ask to be in one of his TikTok dances. Okay, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take that deal because he'll never answer me. And I, <laughs> yeah, you don't know, man. We didn't think Ross Dellinger hey, would answer like and he came on yeah. the show. Hey, hey, hey. So, <laughs> I mean, who, who knows? I think who knows? Uh, I think Fletcher might be able to get in touch with Jackson Mahomes, and we could have him uh, Fletcher dancing. I, I think he would answer. Style. I think that man is pretty active on his phone, so um, I think good. he would get a reply in like a heartbeat. He would like I'm say, good. "Oh, I got a message. Who is this? Oh, he wants to do a TikTok with me. Sure. Oh, he works at Home Depot. He can <laughs> get discounts. Happen. It's not going to happen this year, guys. It's not. <laughs> I promise. Well, I, I like the I like the Chargers uh, to, to pick one in the Super Bowl. Maybe we'll have to sprinkle a little bit on on that. What we'll what we'll we'll the odds of that? Because I feel like they're. I think that they're at the top, but I think they're at the middle. I think it's probably like the Bills are the favorites. Topin up the Bucks and the Rams are probably yeah. top three. Oh, and, what, the uh, Chargers, and the Chargers bringing back those Navy uniforms this year? Mm-hmm. All they got some of the cleanest think, uniforms. So yeah, I mean, it's a tough team to, to not like, for sure. Do you think the uh, the sack leader this year comes from their D-line? Between no. Boza and, and I don't think uh, so. No? I think it's either uh, like Aaron Donald. It's got to be one of them. Might Donald. be the other Boza, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Too. Over uh, on the 49ers, I mean, do you think between the, the Chargers of the 49ers D-line, who has more sacks? I would probably have to give it to the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, with Khalil back and Boza, I feel like yeah. it's a little bit more of a dynamic duo there. But, okay, speaking of the 49ers, we'll shift it over to the NFC West with the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cardinals. Well, Tyler apparently has the Cardinals winning this division with mm, some money sprinkled on. No. Uh, oh, you're not backing your bet? No, I'm not backing my bet. That's I bad karma there, kid. I can't bet against the Rams and Cooper Cup. I love Cooper Cup. What he did for me last year, I'm going to continue to pick the Rams in the, until they have Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford on their team. I think that team is going to be – shoot, it might even be better than – I don't know how they can be better. Adding a guy like Allen Robinson is definitely going to make their offense better. I mean, they, they, they did lose Odell. I don't know what Odell is going to be doing. He's on a free agent. Maybe a team will sign him. Who knows? He's still recovering. I think- 
from his I think they'll field. sign him back whenever yeah. he's healthy. I, I think it's it. just but do they really need him? him? I mean, they have like Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, and Allen Robinson. So I think that the Rams are content with them. And then the defense, I mean, same thing with the Chargers. Both LA teams have both two of the best defenses in the country. You got if you have guys like Jalen Ramsey. Uh, they did lose Von Miller to the Bills, so but even losing Von Miller, this defense is still top ten, maybe even the top five defense. So I have the Rams finishing one, but this is I think it's gonna be between a two team race. I think with Trey Lance at quarterback, the 49ers might see a little bit of drop off. I just have to see him on the field. I can't really say like how good the 49ers are without seeing him. So we'll we'll see how good the 49ers are week one. Uh, but I just think that the Cardinals definitely adding Marquise Hollywood Brown will help uh, the absence of, of DeAndre Hopkins. But whenever D-Hop comes back, I think this team is going to be reloaded for a playoff run. Because remember, go back to last year, this team was the last undefeated team. They were 7-0. and And then like Cliff Kingsbury loves to do, they had that second half collapse and then they get blown out. I think it was, they didn't lose to the LA Rams in the in the first round, I believe so. So, until that curse is lifted, I'm going to have to go with the Rams. Well, I mean, they are playing in their home stadium for the oh, Super true. Bowl. So, we'll, uh, we'll see if history repeats itself. Uh, we'll throw it down to Wade. Wade, what you got? I think it's a pretty straightforward pick for me. I think the L.A. Rams take the cake. Uh, you know, they yeah, they lost Odell Beckham. They replaced him with Allen Robinson. I mean, that's a pretty lateral move. And then I think... The team just really gels together. I think they really trust Sean McVay. They saw the the big picture, getting it, you know, done last year, winning the Super Bowl. Um, I think the Cardinals have a lot of talent. But, yeah, I mean, like you all said, Cliff Kingsbury had this team lined up to be a number one seed, and they kind of limped into the playoffs. Um, you got your star wide receiver out for six weeks to start the year. Um you know, you just kind of hope you can tread water until you get him back. And then, uh, as we all know, the Seahawks are, you know, they're in a rebuild, if you will call it that. And then, um, to me, San Francisco, I just don't know what their direction is. I mean, they're a pretty solid football team, but they gave up on Garoppolo to try this Trey Lance experiment. I mean, I think they're – maybe it's a, a push for the Super Bowl. Maybe it is. I don't know, but – with that talent on that roster, I wouldn't have been experimenting with a rookie quarterback. I mean, I would have gone with Garoppolo or I would have traded for a big-time veteran, um, maybe gone all in on Aaron Rodgers a couple seasons ago or called Seattle about Russell Wilson. But um, I wouldn't chance it all on Trey Lance. Yeah, it was a good thing they didn't get Sean Watson. True. <laughs> I mean, that is that that to me sounds like some hard-hitting, researched – uh, evidence you got there not like neil likes to call you out on on the, on the fan forum banter that was that was that was the good stuff there fudge you took your hat off does that mean that you're going with the like headless seattle seahawks with no who knows who their quarterback is no no, no. <laughs> god no could you imagine you don't uh, think seattle's gonna run the table this year no, no, because Drew Locke's wrong. It rains every day in Seattle. It, it doesn't. Yeah, I saw that quote. I was like, what in the world? Yeah, yeah. So. What's the quote? We'll make it our quote of the week. Do you all remember it? Uh, he said something about, like, it never rains in Seattle. Uh, you know, it's always beautiful here. Something that it's like the tagline is Seattle's the rainy city. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That, 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 maybe Drew Locke took one many two shots to the head. 
um, and he's not seeing the rain out there anymore. But go ahead, Fletch. Let's let's hear your pick for the NFC West. Um, I'm gonna go away from the Rams because I don't like the Rams. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it now. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Arizona Cardinals. I think they'll probably uh, win this division by one game. One game, guys. So yeah, uh, I I think it's a two-team race probably in this division. I don't anticipate the 49ers competing uh, because it's just uh, I, I don't I don't think it's going to be the Trey Lance show right now. It's it's too early. I I hear oh well everything we're hearing from camp is good about Trey Lance. I'm thinking well I don't care I don't care until I see him on the field week one against a first team defense. Uh, what's going to happen? So I, I I don't trust it yet. I do think it was too early to go to him. I do agree with you, Wade. But uh, I'm going to go with the Cardinals just because of Kyler Murray. Uh, I think he's probably the difference there. If he doesn't do what he did late in the season and run backwards uh, and get more negative yardage than positive yardage. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Arizona. Okay. Well, a little Arizona action. I think you're going to uh, take over – uh, they're gonna win it back, to, win it in their home stadium, which seems to be the general consistent. Oh, I don't think they're gonna win it. You don't think they're gonna take the Super Bowl? No, God, no. Really? <laughs> oh, well, you just think they're gonna take all the NFC West? Yeah, yes, yes. Okay, okay. But, but think about it. They haven't been back since they played against the Steelers, in which that was an all-out dogfight. Yeah, uh, that was that was one of the better Super Bowls I think I've watched. Yeah, I think that. That there, uh, I'm gonna pin that Super Bowl loss on uh Carson Palmer, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, I mean, what football season starting up, everybody's excited, so we'll have to we'll have to see what happens because who knows, it's got all the makings of a crazy football year with uh, with everything that happened in the offseason. I mean, I know y'all probably saw the Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals get into it this week at practice, Aaron Donald being pushed. Uh, I don't know who pushed that man. Uh, rumor has it Joe Burrow uh, is just that guy, you know, big dude. Nobody can mess with him. Cameron likes to tell me that uh, he he believes it was Joe Burrow that put Aaron, Aaron Donald on his butt at practice. So I would like to think the same thing, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't Joe Burrow. But if it was, I think he's coming back for blood this year. Definitely. Uh, it's Why definitely are... Joe Mixon. Oh, probably <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Why are you having the two teams that played in the Super Bowl last year meet in preseason camp like that's just very ill-timed planning i yeah i mean one i'm sure the the Bengals don't have a great taste in their mouth about the rams uh they probably did it for the headlines to be honest with you to just get somebody to watch the preseason game which the Bengals ended up beating them by like 16 points but i mean have that like week one you know make it a game that counts or like halfway through the season I mean, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of like. I mean, nobody watches preseason, but then you've got the two guys that the two teams that are probably the most mad at each other, playing. I mean, getting in fights in camp. Like you're pushing over the biggest dude in the NFL who could probably kill you, Joe Mixon, if that was you pushing him. I mean, it it was a uh, it was definitely an interesting take to see. I mean, yeah. I'll watch the preseason just because for the sake of football being on. I don't need to see. The Rams backups play the Bengals backups, and then getting. I mean, fight. Eli Apple could probably use the practice, but <laughs> <laughs> he's out here getting burnt. God. So, well, but 
I'm gonna start my rant on this because uh, Tyler knows where I'm where I'm gonna start. Um, okay, as soon as Chad brought it up, I I the whole rant. I was <laughs> hoping they wouldn't bring this up because yes, I hate the Rams for this. Um, I, yeah, it's a bad idea for them to do this against each other here. Um, but the fact that we really haven't heard anything from the Rams, Aaron Donald hasn't been suspended. He hasn't been fine. Nothing's kind of happened. Um, and I don't think anything will happen because they don't want him to. Yeah, you think they care? I mean, it's Aaron Donald. <laughs> I don't care who it is, to be honest with you. I, I mean, don't think the Rams are suspending their golden boy. No, no, of course not. And that's what Especially that's what ticks me off. Cup. That's what ticks me off in the first place. Um, Miles Garrett got suspended uh, for swinging. Yeah, he went what? full Miles Garrett. For swinging, he was swinging for his swinging. helmet everywhere. No, 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 no. Just one helmet he got suspended for. One helmet. Yeah, Aaron Donald was fist of fury. Dude. Both helmets do well and them going nuts. My question is: Is how did he end up with two helmets? Like, I really, I really want one person in that brawl with just a GoPro on their helmet, just to see how that happened. Because how do you rip, like, he could have ripped both their heads off. But <laughs> I think it's I think it's terrible for the, looking at the Rams, I think that just speaks to the fact that they are so engulfed in themselves that it, it really, I mean, somebody seriously could have gotten hurt there. Because, um, I mean, Mason Rudolph seriously could have gotten hurt against, you know what Miles Garrett did, so I, I and he was suspended for like six games or something, yeah. wasn't it? It was something crazy. Yeah. So in without pay, yeah, I mean it, it was it was pretty extensive, but yeah, I I don't understand. They don't want him to miss the first game of the year against the Buffalo Bills. I get it uh, because it's the team that everybody sees them, you know, probably facing off against each other in the Super Bowl. I I really don't care. I think it's sad. And I think it's sad from – I turned on the TV that morning and ESPN had their their crap on with uh, with Stephen A. Smith and, and all those people. And I, I'm so pissed off about it that it's it's gotten to the point where they I won't even – fired up. I won't, yeah, I won't oh, even watch it anymore. Because, I won't even watch it anymore because it's – so far from the game itself now um, that it's not worth watching. I mean, that's why people – and that's why people want, like listen to podcasts like this and other people because they don't want to listen to that anymore. Nobody wants to turn on the TV and see something on outside the lines that has nothing to do with the game of football or baseball or basketball. Nobody cares. Um, so I, I just – I think it's gotten too far – uh, a lot of these reporters have gone too far in their uh, or broadcasters. I don't want to say reporters, but broadcasters because um, or analysts. They call analysts. Um, some guy that just came out of the NFL from last year is not considered an analyst in my book. I don't consider Sam Macho to be an analyst uh, or Ryan Clark. So I I, I don't hey, understand. Ryan Clark's a pretty good analyst now. Don't be hating on him. <laughs> Man rolls out of bed in the morning and hops on first take. Hey, what do you think I do here? I'm just like, yeah, I mean, it. uh, what is it called? Wake up or whatever the yeah. Get, up, yeah. get up. I mean, yeah, I'd be rolling out of bed to get on that too. It starts at like five in the morning. Yeah. 
Well, there's a reason why they're on at five o'clock in the morning. Let's just remember that. So, I mean, it, that's that's the consensus. I mean, Watch us take shots at, at the entire sports industry on our show tonight. First I will, live absolutely. show, and he's just out here throwing lasers. I am, and Tyler and I had an extensive well, conversation. So, do you do you want to have Aaron Donald on the show and ask him if, if he's thought about? Sure, where punch me through the screen. Where I live, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, especially if you pick like West Virginia against uh, his boys in Pitt Panthers, he would probably punch you through the screen because that he's is gonna reach going through to be an extensive robbery coming up. What the, and that's where it gets even worse is because I'm a Penn State fan and Pitt, and it's just not a good mixture um, in the first place. But yeah, I. I just think that there needs to be – I get it. It's it's up to the team whether they want to do something because it's not a league game and it didn't happen a game. But somebody needs to step up and make a decision or it's just going to keep happening. Hit him with a five. Yeah, there, there's – Make there's, him play the first quarter without his helmet. Yeah, it probably be honestly yeah. wouldn't affect him. I don't think so. I think his head's harder than the helmet. Um, but – I, I don't understand every – I watched literally video after video from camps where people got into fights. I mean, seriously? So the, you guys are in your late 20s, early 30s, and you're out here throwing hands at each other while you got a bunch of seven-year-olds sitting in the crowd watching you, looking up yeah, to you. for the kids. That, that yeah. The parents brought their kids, and you're just seeing all these guys fight out there. I mean, I get football's a very intense sport. You're – your tempers flare. I mean, you're just trying to hit people. But, I mean, have some good sportsmanship, especially for your young fans out there, uh, you know, for what they come to watch you. I mean, they're they're watching you practice for Pete's sake. It's not like they're even at a game. So, right. I mean, it's – it's it's I don't I think it's uncalled for. It's fun to see it happen, I'll be honest with you. I like to see uh, – I like to see what what's the name? Aaron Donald get thrown on the ground. So, yeah. But, uh, Last thing I'll say is approach it like this. Go get a box of Oreos and go up to Christian McCaffrey, give them to him, and he'll give you some cleats. Call it a day. Done. Yeah. So, well, with that, I want to, Tyler, quick run through of your fantasy football corner. Last one for the seasons, because I know we're almost at an hour here with Fletch's uh, yeah. rant on Aaron sorry. Donald. I'm sorry. Okay. I had to. <laughs> I know you had to, but we want to we leave time for Tyler for the for the fantasy football expert, Tyler. Let's hit it with your fo- fantasy football corner. Yeah, I'll just list it off since we have, still have to do our NCAA preview here. So I'll cut my fantasy football corner short. So the first thing I want to get to is the late round targets. I've kind of hinted on are these guys, so I don't really have to go too much in depth. Jalen Tolbert, uh, the Dallas Cowboys receiver, I've, I've mentioned the former South Alabama product. He was an absolute beast for the Jags uh, during his three or four years there. So then with uh, James Washington and uh, Michael Gallup being injured, I definitely think that he's going to plug in as the wide receiver too. So that could definitely be a late round pick. George Pickens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's the rookie. He's really been impressing me both in camp and in preseason. I think he's going to be the wide receiver too, right? Uh, I think he's honestly Chase Claypool. He's a, he's a bust. I would never draft him in fantasy ever again. He's never been good for me. I don't think he's even had like one game where he gets like double digits. So I think that George Pickens is definitely a much NFL better wide young receiver. boy right there. I honestly think that George Pickens could even assert himself as wide receiver one by the end of the season. I think that Deontay Johnson is the is the main target as of now, but George Pickens, I think that he's definitely proven a name for himself. So whether the quarterback is Mr. Bitsky or Kenny Pickett, I would definitely 
draft George Pickens. And then Damian Pierce, I think he's going to be the clear running back one for the Houston Texans. I don't really trust Rex Burkhead or Marlon Mack anymore. They're they're out of their prime. I just think that getting a young guy of Damian Pierce, he's really been impressed me. He impressed me in week one of the preseason against the Saints. I know it's against the backup, so we'll have to see if he can do the same thing uh, against these NFL defenses. But I think, you know, the Houston Texans, I think – I would draft some of their guys like Brandon Cooks uh, in the middle round. Like I'm seeing like a lot of people thinking, doubting this Houston Texans offense. I mean, all they have to do is be okay for like Damian Pierce and Brandon Cooks to have a good, to have a good fantasy day. And then I'm going to go to Green Bay for this one, Robio Dubes, uh, wide receiver. I just think that the wide receiver room, who knows who's going to be the wide receiver one? Is it going to be Alan Lazard? Is it going to be Romeo Dukes? Is it going to be Sammy Watts, Sammy Watkins? We don't know who Aaron Rodgers' favorite target is because he hasn't stepped on the well, field with these guys. We know who his Hall of Fame is. I already know what you're going to say. He's a Hall of Fame wide receiver, blah, blah, blah. No, he's not. He's not far from that. Aaron Rodgers can take that back. And I'm going to go with two Penn State guys to round it off, Jahan Dotson and K.J. Hamler. Like uh, Jacob mentioned, uh, K.J. Hamler, it's pretty much a Tyler Lockett Jr. Uh, he's got the speed. I think he ran like a 4-3 at the combine a couple of years ago. Then Jahan Dotson, I definitely think he's going to be the wide receiver too behind Scary Terry. So those are your six late round targets. Yeah, I mean, I picked up Tolbert and uh, Pierce yep. last two rounds of my league, of my draft uh, yesterday. Well, then so. check, check. You got yeah, them all. We'll see, we'll see if they pay off. Oh, I, for the NCAA preview, I know we've got NASCAR Neil waiting on the line. So instead of going through each team, I just want to hear uh, from Wade. Who's your winner for the Big 12? I thought we were on Pac-12. We're on the Big 12. Okay. We're on Big we're 12, on Big 12, and 12 and the Pac-12. Pac-12. Okay. Because we are running out of weeks before college okay. football starts. <laughs> well, it's actually well, week one this week. So. I did all yeah. my Pac-12 homework. I'm just kidding. I really didn't. Um, Big 12. All right. Boring, boring, boring. But I'm going to give it to Oklahoma. I mean, I just don't think Texas is there. Texas feels odd for back? me to pick what? <laughs> it's yeah. odd for me to pick Tucker. Baylor. I I just feel like Oklahoma has the most remaining talent on their roster, and Brent Venables has been there, done that. So I'm not saying that they're going to be in the playoff or that they're going to win a New Year's Six Bowl, but I think that they could win this conference at like ten and two. They might not even be the best team going into the conference championship game, but they'll, you know, maybe knock off Baylor or someone like that in the title game. Okay, okay. Tyler, who's your pick in the Big 12? Uh, well, I'm going to give a sleeper. I think it's going to be Kansas State. I think that Kansas State could be a sleeper pick. Deuce Vaughn, the running back, he could also be a dark horse uh, for the Heisman race as well. We, us LSU fans saw Kansas State yeah. in our last game, and we know what how that ended up, but I'm actually going to go with Oklahoma State. I definitely think the returning talent that they have with Spencer Sanders, they did lose their, their top quarterback, uh, uh, Jerick Bernard Converse. He decided to use his last year, go home and play for, for LSU. But I just think that this is a, one of the most veteran teams, not only in the country, but in the Big 12. I did talk up Oklahoma a couple of weeks ago uh, with Dylan Gabriel, but I just don't know how they're, they're going to do with the new environment, Brent Venables. This, this is like his first head coaching job in a very long time, so I don't know how he's going to do. So I'd rather just trust uh, the mullet man. I do have Oklahoma and Oklahoma State meeting in the Big 12 championship, but I have uh, the Pokes taking the Big 12 this year. 
Interesting pick. Butch, what you think? You, you agree with Tyler for once, or, or are we going to argue again for 20 minutes? <laughs> uh, no, I agree with Tyler on the pokes. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to go – I don't think OU is going to be there this year. I'm going to go with the rematch again, uh, Baylor and OU – or I'm sorry, Baylor and, and Oklahoma State, I think, are going to be the two teams that square off. Uh, I got Baylor repeating. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that one. I like Baylor this year. So we'll see if Dave Aranda can, can finally get it done. Pac-12. We'll switch up the order. Tyler, what you got for Pac-12 after dark? Well, what I noticed on college football coast to coast, Pac-12 no longer has the divisions of the North and the South. So it's now the two best teams. So that makes it a whole lot easier. Oh, wow. USC okay. and Utah. And I'm going to go with Utah. I've had them in my playoff prediction. So be of that. There's so much hype around USC, but no one's really talking about Utah this season. All the hype's about Caleb Williams and old Lincoln Riley. But guess where they have to go in the regular season? To Utah. It's probably going to be a night game at Saturday night. It's always a tough At 11 o'clock at night. 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, so that stadium's going to be rocking. They do uh, open up the season against Florida on the road. So if they win that game, their schedule sets up very nicely for them to go undefeated or 11-1. So I think that Utah wins uh, the Pac-12 and then gets a spot uh, against Alabama in the college football playoff. Okay, interesting take. Wade, who do you like? Uh, I'll take Utah as well, but I'll take them over Oregon. I think that I'm not buying the USC hype train quite uh, this early. I think that next year will be the year that they make the leap. Uh, But, yeah, I feel pretty confident Utah will – uh, reign supreme. I mean, they made it to the Rose Bowl last year. I think they'll go right back there this year. Okay, I like it. Fudge? Uh, rare occasion. I'm going to agree with Tyler. Uh, USC and Utah. Uh, Finally. Yeah, and you can tell BYU to get the hell out of there with that 11 o'clock game at night. Um, so That's yeah. always the best one, though. The BYU-Utah <laughs> game at 11 o'clock at night. But I thought I was sleeping. Jacob and I have been like on Utah. Second quarter, <laughs> like it's it's <laughs> not eventful. Um, well, no, I've got Utah. I think Utah's uh, my team. They're my team to crack the top four at the end of the year and be that fourth team at the end of the year. Actually, so uh, no, I think they're the team to beat in the Pac-12, and I think they will probably wipe the floor with everybody else, uh, or at least that's my hope. Uh, I don't see Oregon there. I, I just I don't. They don't even know who the starting quarterback is going to be this year, and that's the sad part. Bo Nix, uh, baby. Yeah, well, you probably won't even be Bo Nix. That's <laughs> the problem. Their head coach in an interview just he doesn't even know, and that's I get it. It's before the season starts, and you don't want to give the job to somebody, but they don't want to give the game plan away to Georgia, even though it won't matter because Georgia will probably beat them like forty-two to ten in game one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have no confidence hey, in that, Oregon versus Georgia. <laughs> That's that that neutral site game, guys. You know, yeah, neutral site in Atlanta. It's going to be like ninety nine percent red and it's a neutral site in Atlanta. Yes, that you can't call that a neutral site game. It's It's no better than LSU. They've done it three years in a row. Three years in a row. It's just a way to, you know, get a little NFL. Well, not NFL money, I guess, but some private sponsorship for a home game. Chick fil A, my dude. Yeah. Yeah, big time. <laughs> well, Tyler, you mentioned college football coast to coast. We'll go ahead and get y'all a shout out for Tyler and Jacob for your for your college football analysis and detailed diving into the college football game from 
Coast to Coast. Check them out on Facebook at College Football Coast to Coast. Well, they they upload their podcast or they do their live shows on Mondays. So uh, I'm sure we'll be tuned in to hear more about your uh, your picks on there. Um, you know, some teams that do know their starters would be Auburn and Texas A&M, and also Texas. I can't remember the guy's name at Texas, but Quinn he's got. Years. Yeah, a heck of a haircut. Mr. Quinn Ewers is announced as a starting quarterback at Texas. There's a, there can only be one mullet in the Big 12, and that's Mike Gundy. <laughs> well, well, he's got something to say about that. Well, Oklahoma State, um, and they're going to beat Texas this year. And then Haynes King announced as a starter at Texas A&M. Uh, I got some insight from some Texas A&M fans this weekend that they thought Mr. Max Johnson was going to be the starter, that he was the kingdom cone savior of Texas A&M mm-hmm. football. They should be glad. And yeah, they should be very happy. I'm just glad we don't have to see that Max Johnson's dad, Brad Johnson, played in Super Bowl for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and won a Super Bowl. Did you know that, <laughs> folks? And that this picture of Brad holding up Max. I actually like did it. It's like they mention it like every week whenever LSU played. Yeah, I probably heard it, you know, 15 times a game. Uh, but, yeah, he'll be sitting on the bench for Texas A&M. And the biggest shocker to me, I guess the whole – Moped without a helmet incident was a whole fluke. Uh, TJ Finley, starter at Auburn. What, what do you think about that, Tyler? Yeah, I thought that Zach Calzado would have got that job with flying colors the way that he played at, at Texas A&M. And like Max Johnson, I've been hearing that he's like not even the second string. He's the third string quarterback on that team. So he went from being the starting quarterback to sitting on the bench and probably never playing another down unless Saints King gets uh, – it's hurt. So, yeah, I think that's honestly the only question mark for Texas A&M heading into the season. They got pretty much all the pieces that they can ask for for being a top 10 team this year and competing in the SEC West again. But it's just a matter of how good can Haynes King be. I mean, if he's average, then I think that Texas A&M could be a 10-win team by the end of the year. And then going back to Auburn with T.J. Finley, yeah, it's just not going to be a pretty year, especially with uh, the athletic director, uh gone before football season so honestly it doesn't matter what brian harson does i just have all the signs pointing towards him being gone either during the season or after the season he's definitely gone Shortly. yeah well you heard it here first folks <laughs> and uh i'm just shocked that tj is the starting quarterback i figured after his little run-in with the law and the moped and the ink in his <laughs> amazon and il deal that they might be rethinking that but i guess it doesn't matter over there in auburn alabama uh we have a new segment um, that's actually brought to you by NorseBeards.com. So if you want your beard looking nice and thick, I'll mark it on mine. Futch just shaved his off, so he doesn't have his. I thought he was going to grow it out for college football season. but I Sorry, guess boys. Yeah. I, did. I did. It started. Well, okay, so you, you start, you're starting clean. You went ahead and shaved it off, and you start clean. Yeah, every Penn State lost a week that they lose, he has to shave it off. I like that. Okay. I will do that. I like that. So you get so, ready to shave it off week one. Oh, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the hate has already started with, with a bunch of the Penn State boys. Uh, right. I mean, I'm, I already said that Purdue is going to win. You can see, and you'll find out on Wednesday who we pick. Let yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, you can head on over to doorsbeards.com, enter promo code OCS for 25% off all your beardsman needs and get that beard looking right. But the new segment we're starting off with Sports Scramble is going to be the weekly parlay. We're picking three teams. Uh, right now, it's going to be college football. We may venture into the NFL. Futch is our degenerate gambler. He's addicted to sports gambling, and we're just trying to help him out. Don't feel like the money around. Uh, <laughs> but so the, the the three teams that we picked this week, and we can discuss it a little bit. Uh, we've got the Arkansas Cincinnati game. 
Uh, we're picking Arkansas to cover the uh, six-point spread. With, with they're favored by six points. Uh, does everybody agree with that? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't believe yeah. in Cincinnati this year. They lost a lot on both sides of the ball. And Fayetteville's a tough place to play. With K.J. Jefferson, he's going to light it up this year. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I think Arkansas is going to come out. They got punched in the mouth last year towards the end of the season. And I think they're they're going to be ready to play. Um, in the next game, and it, I never bet on them because they're my team, LSU, uh, against Florida State this coming Sunday at 6.30 in New Orleans. Neutral site game. Um, LSU's a three-point favorite, and I, I like it. I think we cover the spread easy. Now, if it shifts to a three-and-a-half, that's – Kind of tough because, you know, we could win by a field goal. We'll probably end up beating them by two touchdowns because we always come out firing in New Orleans um, in these preseason games. The only thing that worries me is that Florida State got matched up with the mighty Dusqueen uh, in week <laughs> zero. Kane. Kane, Dusqueen, it's new Kane, whoever it was. They got run on for six <laughs> rushing touchdowns. The Kane, okay? the, Kane the Squeen. I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> I've never heard of that. <laughs> Okay, well, Florida State's got some experience coming into week one, and that's what worries me. But I like the Tigers covering the three-point spread. What, what do you think, Mr. LSU Wade? Yeah, I think um, if you're going to bet on this game and have confidence in LSU winning, I think LSU will take it by a touchdown. But I could also see LSU losing by a touchdown. So I don't know. Um, I like it, though. I would bet LSU on that one. Hey, Fudge, before I get into this next game, I want you to plug the, the three games into your uh, sports betting app. Let me know what the odds are for the parlay. <laughs> Keep, uh... All right. So, yeah. So, just to recap, it was Arkansas to cover, LSU to cover. And then the last one, we have Colorado, who's actually uh, playing TCU. And TCU's the 11-point favorite. We've got Colorado to cover the spread. I, I think 11 points for t- given TCU over Colorado is a lot. Uh, but I think Colorado keeps it close. I mean, it's week one. TCU always is big hyped up, but they usually crumble. So, Tyler, what are your thoughts on that one? I don't know about that one. I, I definitely think that Colorado has uh, – you just looked last year. They were so inconsistent. That one week they played Texas A&M about as good as anyone did last year. It was like 13-7 to game. Like Colorado's defense, you know, was like the best in the league for one week. Granted, it was like Haynes King at the time. Uh, but – uh I don't know. I, I just think that TCU is one of those teams that, is, especially with Sonny Dykes, uh, the new head coach, that's going to be a new culture. We don't know. But, yeah, I think 11 points, especially on the road at Boulder. You never bet against Colorado at Boulder. So, I, the more I think about it, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah I like so, it I mean, solely based on the 11 points aspect. Yeah. I don't know much if about it. If it was like team. seven, then I'd be like, yeah, but 11 points, that's a bit too much uh, for a week one game. So what you're looking at on that that three leg with those three bets, uh, you're looking at plus six oh three. Not bad, not bad action not there, bad. boys. No, sprinkle a little bit of <laughs> uh, maybe ten bucks on there, turn it into I'm sprinkling this. money too much. Now you've been sprinkling money on this whole entire episode. <laughs> I've been sprinkling money on my yard, or not money, sprinkling water <laughs> on, on my yard. yard my sprinklers, How much money? And it's basically water is money. sucking money out of my bank account. Water so I might as well sprinkle it on something that can make me some money. Hey Chad, uh, if but, you're growing, if you're growing dollars over there, I'll be over there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right I'm over here for a rematch of the whack. So. But yeah, that was our that was our weekly parlay series. We're gonna start up. Um, 
you know, let us know in the, in the, in the chat what, what y'all think uh, on our picks. And we've got in the flesh, he, he needs no introduction. He's our NASCAR expert, Mr. NASCAR Neil, joining the show. How are you doing tonight, Neil? I'm doing great. I, I understand that we had some crazy race today. You texted me that it was just insane finish. So go ahead, start off. Let us know who won the race today to, to cap that last playoff spot. So Austin Dillon won the race today. And today, after after being the lead with the, with the rain delay today, uh, the race was really scheduled for last night. Thunderstorms going through the east coast of Florida, down there down there in Daytona Beach. Uh, race to start this morning about 9 a.m. Central. Started rolling, got down to the last 26 laps. Rain rolls in. Uh, NASCAR hesitantly did not throw the uh, caution. As the drivers entered turn one, it started downpouring. All the leaders lose traction. They all bunch up, wreck. A handful of drivers make it through. Austin Dillon manages to sneak low, gets on to get to the wreck. We enter a three-hour-and-a-half-hour rain delay. Hold. They, a lot of controversy on whether or not NASCAR should have thrown the flag earlier. Later, you know, there were some spotters saying it was raining by the, from the moment they left turn four going to turn one, you know, they didn't throw the flag. The wreck happens. People are upset saying it's kind of some bullshit. But, but NASCAR did their best after three and a half hours. They got back going green for 26 to go. Austin Dillon fails on the restart, but managed to hang out in the front pack with three to go, makes a, makes a pass to the lead, ends up getting the last win, becomes the 16th winner. However, earlier this week, Kurt Busch pulled his waiver for the playoff bid due to concussions a lot from six weeks ago during the Pocono practice, allowing one point driver to get in, to get in the playoffs. Okay, so we, we had somebody jump in that, that wasn't, wasn't planning on racing uh, next week. Uh, it was, the issue was that he felt for his health. He didn't feel fair to take a playoff spot. If he didn't think he could be ready for week one, which opened it up to a point driver to get in. And it ended up being a battle between my guy, Martin Truex Jr. And Ryan Blaney, Blaney got caught into a wreck with seven to go in the first stage. I thought he was done for it. It was a shoe-in for Truex to get, get in on points. Blaine managed to battle back, hang around, hung around about six laps down. And due to that last wreck, enough drivers wrecked out. Truex was not able to hold on to the points lead, ended up finishing three points below the cut line, missed the playoffs, which is kind of sad. He's my guy, and he's been hot and cold. I thought he might make a run deep in the playoffs this year, but it kind of fell out. Hey, Mother Nature had other plans. Uh, so this was Austin Dillon's first first win this year to it lock was. up the uh, the last playoff spot. Hey, that's good timing. Yeah, good time uh, for a win. Yeah, yeah really. And that, that kind of that's kind of the fun thing. I personally am a fan of it of ending the regular season at Daytona because it's a wild card race. Anybody can win it, and it makes it more fun. Especially this year, before the announcement earlier this week, with one when we originally had one slot left, it was if you can win and you're in on you can make anything happen and stuff. And he managed to do it. And he's a good plate racer. So, and he was one of those guys that, and stuff. And even going into the rain delay, he apparently, uh, from the interviews they did on TV and what the broadcast, he was locked in. He was fully prepared for them to go back green, you know. And they did. He managed to make the move with three to go with his, with his grandfather kind of coaching him through. His grandfather being the legendary Richard Childers, you know, the famed team owner of Dylan Dylan Hurt Sr. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, he kind of coached him through, told him, you know, don't wait too long, don't do too early. With three to go, managed to make it. And, and held off and he ended up linking up with his teammate uh, Tyler Reddick behind him was blocking for him, you know, going to the finish. So that helped out huge. 
Yeah, I mean, kudos to him for for making his way through that wreck. Um, so playoffs are starting. What is the uh, the the format for him? How many races do we have in the playoffs? We have ten races. It's uh, three rounds in the championship, and it's it's three it's three rounds of three races. Starting off next week at uh, Darlington, and the first round is Darlington, Kansas, and Bristol. So you get a legendary track, classic Southern Five Hundred, a good mile and a half, then a short track cutoff race for that state that round. And after that round, we eliminate four drivers, and then then you know the round of twelve, we start off at Texas Motor Speedway, my now local home track. I'll be there having a good time. It's right down the road for me. I'm gonna get. I got my tickets. I'm ready to go for that. Then we go to Talladega, another plate track. Anybody can win. Then we go to the Charlotte Roval, which is a road course inside Charlotte Motor Speedway. So that's another wild card, good cutoff race. And then the round of eight, go go on a kind of a West Coast to Vegas, which which we've already been to once. Then we go to Homestead, Miami, and then end at another short track in Martinsville. And I personally am a big fan of these cutoff races being short tracks. So there's a lot of beating and banging. You know, a lot of guys can do that. And then we end the season at the Championship Four at Phoenix. And stuff, and I'm personally, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see who can make it. I got three guys I think are going to make it, but with, with that four spot to me is kind of wide open. So it's gonna be fun. Hit us. So, who are so, the three? Yeah, I'm let's, personally let's your prediction. I'm, I'm personally thinking Chase Elliott. I'm rocking a Hendrick Motorsport hat. I think he's been high. He's got four wins this year, running really good at a variety of tracks. He won. He's a regular season champion. He, he locked that up last week during during the middle of stage one. My second, I think, is Denny Hamlin. He's been he started off kind of sluggish, but they've been there where they need to be. You know, I think of the Gibbs cars. I think he's the best bet. Kyle Busch has been struggling too much, and I think it rolls good. And my last one is Joey Logano. I can't stand him as a driver, but he's been fast, been up front. I think he I think the way the schedule plays out in his favor. But that fourth spot, it can kind of go any way, either way. There's a lot of people wanting to get payback and revenge from bad moves all year. I think there's going to be some drama playing out towards the middle of the middle of this run. I mean, Blaney could make it. He won the all-star race at Texas earlier this year, which is he, which he got in the playoffs as the one point driver without a win or out of that actual point playing win. He did win the all-star race back in May at Texas, but yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a fun run. I'm looking forward to actually going to the race here at the end of September. It should be a fun time. So the last race, it's only four drivers. Is that right? Yes, but throughout okay. the entire playoff, every driver still runs, but they're the only ones competing for it. Okay, so it's still so like a normal a track field. field. Yeah, you it's, know, the, still, it's still a compete. full field, but it's just those are the drivers eligible, and, gotcha. and you get okay. points based on how you finish each race and how you finish compared to everybody else. Also, so what, sorry, go ahead. I was, I was going to ask, what's the payout at the end, guy that that takes all, takes home the whole thing? What's what's he end up taking home? I honestly not exactly positive on it. A lot of drivers are paid based on a percentage of uh, sponsorship money and their contract wise. So, but a typical per race per race purse for the entire event is about is about eight million, depending on the race and the event. And so then also there's a weird way where we don't have franchises in the sport. We have some called charters, where every card number is at the charter, and that's kind of holds the value of the team. It's a newer system that allows team owners to have value in their race team and stuff. And if you have a charter, then you get a higher percentage of the money unless you run without a charter, which no one really does very often. You run a part-time without a charter because there's, you can't really afford to run it very well. And there's okay. also a separate points thing of of actual of owner's points and driver's points. 
which the owner's points are based on the, to the title of the card number itself and how you finish in, the, in that number. It depends on the money and the percent of the money and stuff. For example, the driver who pulled out of the driver's playoff, his number, the 45, is still in the still in the actual points playoff, in the owner's playoff for the for the playoffs. So the 45 is still earning points to increase the bonus for, the, for that team at 23 Okay, but it's – it's a different driver, is that? Yes, uh, yeah. The forty-five driver, Kurt Busch, uh, he he had a concussion during practice, right? Yeah, Pocono six weeks ago, and he's been filling in by Ty Gibbs, who's been running pretty solid and stuff. So, and but so him, the it's it's a weird system. It's it's kind of confusing. A lot of not many people fully understand it. I don't fully myself understand myself, and it's I'm really I'm really relying on a guy on Twitter, uh, reporter on Twitter that keeps it straight when all this stuff comes up. So I've been – and that's kind of what I've gathered from what he's tweeted out in the last couple of weeks involving this whole ordeal. Okay. Well, I mean, you're our expert, so whatever you yeah, say, I'm I mean, I'm, I, mean, I mean, I mean, it's – I mean, I'm going off of it. I, I look forward to the, the people I listen to to see what they have to say. I'm a show I listen to weekly. And it's gonna, they're very opinionated. They're one of the most opinionated people in the sport. And they're going to be very vocal because they played his, his, his audio on the broadcast – saying that it was raining before the rain started and got featured. So it's going to be very fun to hear what he has to say and stuff because he was saying it was raining before they did it. But I will say, interesting fact, though, only 10 drivers finished on the lead lap day of, of mm. the uh, 37 that started the race. Wow. That's... It was a lot of wrecks. Very interesting. Like, we had – it's it's play racing, known for big wrecks, but still it was insane to see. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy to race in the rain. I mean, I was out there at the go-kart track a few weeks ago, and we had rain going as soon as as the race started. I was sliding all over the place. I can't imagine going 260 miles an hour around a track trying to – And there was a traction. lot of issues of – it was raining in the area, and they ran racing the sprinkles. But – and we can run in rain at road courses. At road courses. Like last weekend at Watkins Glen, they ran – they started racing in the rain because they have special tires for those lower-speed tracks. But however, at, at Talladega in, in Daytona, it's a two and a half mile track. You're running 190. You know, it's not safe to do that kind of thing. But right, yeah. But I'm excited for this for this playoff run. You know, I'm looking forward to going and watching it in Texas here in a few weeks. So it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, if anybody's out there at the at the Dallas track, you'll have to see if you could spot NASCAR Neil in the stands. <laughs> um, so Neil, who's I'll probably your... be surrounded by a pile of Miller Lite cans. <laughs> Hey, that's the only way to do a NASCAR race. <laughs> it is. Bring your own cooler. Your... It makes it makes it worth it. Exactly. Who's I know you gave us three drivers. Who's the guy that that you think is going to take it home in the end? I'm thinking Chase Elliott. Uh, he was our 2020 champion. Won the regular season. It's been hot. Been consistent. I mean, I just think he's got the best bet, and and he gets a lot of bad rep because he's the golden child. They like to say, you know, he's his his dad was a was a sport and was really talented. You know, he gets a lot of hate because he's at one of the, is that one of the big three teams is really good. It's all the resources. And, but I think he's, I think he's got it, you know, four wins. I mean, he's, I mean, he's lead the sport wins regular season champion, you know, and he's, and with how the points works, he got 15, he got 15 bonus points for winning the regular season for the playoff points. So he's already locked into the next round almost as long as he doesn't, you completely bad, lose in DNFs once or twice. But if he runs right. two, he runs, runs two consistent races, he'll be locked in. So it's not the pressure for him would really come on until till the round of eight. 
and even in the round eight with those tracks, it's tracks he's quite good at. I mean, he's quite good at, at Martinsville. He's a good short track racer in Miami Homestead. It's a, it's, it's an older style, it's older style of racing that he's quite good at, you know, so I'm excited for it. We'll have to see what the odds are on NASCAR racing. Maybe uh, as I like to say, uh, sprinkle so, a little bit on Chase so, Elliott. So Elliott, Elliott's the champion. He, he's, he's only plus two seventy. He's at the and stuff, which is which is really that, bad odds for NASCAR. I, I, but well, if y'all want to say also, a guy today did a four leg a four leg parlay today, put thirteen dollars on it, and won close to a million dollars today. Wow! Uh, Just he, all, he bet, on NASCAR. Yeah, on he 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 did a four way bet on. Drivers finish in the top 10. A bunch of guys who we refer to as back markers, they back the field. Guys who usually run around the back of the pack can't do anything, but so many people wrecked and they managed to stay clean. They did maybe, it. He uh, maybe he had a little something to do with them not calling the, the race when it started. <laughs> I raining. mean, but it was just, it was, it was insane. It was, the guy did it through FanDuel. It's insane. Like I used to bet on it all spring, I bet on it kind of in a bad way. I wouldn't mind doing it last year, but since I've moved, I've kind of had to cut back a little bit. But I'm, yeah, we don't have sports but legal sports betting yet, over here yet. in Texas. Not so. yet, sadly. But I did all spring. I, I mean, last last year I did through some I did through some offshore stuff, and I won okay money last year. But this year I lost so much to start the year off, and it was legal in Louisiana. I just cut back. I might put some I might put some money on, money on a Texas race. Some of that when I'm there, but yep. I don't know. Well, you may win some money on our little three-team parlay. I think you joined in when we were discussing it. So, yeah, well, we might have to add Chase hey, Elliott on. Hey, that. now that I, now that I can bet on better college sports sports now, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, so I mean, we'll be bringing it each week. Um, you know, you heard it here first, folks. Chase Elliott plus two seventy. Sprinkle a little bit of money on there. Ride with NASCAR, Neil. Well, but Neil, I pre- appreciate you. I, hopping I will on. say though, next week's gonna be sketchy because. It sucks that LSU is playing at the same time as this race, so it's going to be a tough uh, battle of my attention for the next next Sunday. Me Saturday. and NASCAR Neil will be taking in the LSU season opener together. Um, there you go. There you I'll go. I'll be in uh, Neil's neck of the woods, so we'll try to go somewhere where we can have it, you know, both on at the same time. Neil can tell him to put that NASCAR on and <laughs> turn off. I got you. Whoever else is playing. So, yeah. yeah, you'll have. To, I, I mean, Neil. To- Neil. Scott has sports bar picked out down there, it sounds like. So yeah. you, you should be good to go. So but yeah, Neil, I appreciate you hopping on and giving oh, us, yeah, a, I'm giving glad us your takes. So yeah. we'll uh we'll have you on again once the playoffs finish up, or maybe right before that that final race. Yeah. And we can we can see what's shaping up in the NASCAR world. Yeah. I might do I might send y'all something in from Texas. I might send y'all some stuff in to post the Texas race, maybe uh, to come myself, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So pictures right, from NASCAR, Neil, uh, some live coverage from, from the from the Dallas right. race. So Text yeah. Speedway, baby. Yep. Appreciate you coming on, Neil. All right. Thank you. Well, folks, that was NASCAR, Neil, uh, with with the uh, with the NASCAR insights. So we have him on every week. Figured might as well go ahead and have him on for uh, right before the playoffs started. So, oh, we had a nice comment from Fletcher's mom. Great show. <laughs> thank, thank you. There, we love Aaron. motherly support. <laughs> exactly. We're all about it over here at Sports Scramble. Just, I uh, had to show it, man. <laughs> <laughs> just watch, just watch your son out there gambling. I'll start doing that throughout games. the show. Like whenever I see comments, I'll start flashing them on. Whenever. Exactly, exactly. So, well, hey, we got a three-team parlay. You got NASCAR Neil's input. We're all about winning on sports scramble. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll win some money this, this these next couple of weeks. So, um, I think that pretty much wraps up all the topics. The only last one, 
Mr. Julio Rodriguez inks a, an extension with the Mariners worth up to $470 million. What's your, what's your thoughts on that, Wade? You're, you're the MLB guy. Uh, yeah, this is a trend that we're seeing with, you know, teams wanting to get their young franchise players locked up on these big time deals. Some people say it's ripping them off. Um, to me, not so much. I mean, the teams could pay these guys the major league minimum for the next three to four years, and then they could slowly kind of work in their way up, uh, through performance-based pay. Uh, so to me, it, it makes a lot of sense to go ahead and make, um, you know, tens of millions of dollars guaranteed uh, when you could be making $500,000. But yeah, probably year 10 through 14 on that deal, he's going to be regretting it because we don't know what inflation is going to do. And by then he should be, you know, the Mike Trout of baseball. So making less than $20 million a year will not be worth his, uh, his standard of play. But um you know, you got to start somewhere and it's a lot of guaranteed money for the Mariners. I mean, it, it doesn't always work out the way you have it planned. I mean, the Padres just threw the bank at Fernando Tatis in a very similar fashion. And now they have to deal with a, a culture uh, thing for 12 years. Hey, well, I tell you what, Julio Rodriguez better watch where he's getting his haircut. Cause according to Fernando Tatis that, uh, that Barber gave him some steroids and when he was cleaning his hair. So, uh, he better be mindful of where he's getting that getting that cut at. So, but uh, I mean, it's it, how long is the contract? How many years? I think it's fourteen years, thirteen or fourteen. Oh, I think my fourteen. Uh, I think I lost some audio there. My AirPods might have might have killed on me. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I think uh, Tyler. I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? I think it's great. I mean, he's going to be the the face of the franchise for the Seattle Mariners, and we'll see what they can do this year. I mean, they got starting rotation, obviously, with Luis Castillo at the trade deadline. That was a big piece. And then they have Robbie Ray as their as their number two option. And they got a pretty good lineup uh, all throughout, one through nine. So, I mean, I, I would not be surprised if you know, the dark horse team like the Seattle Mariners at least goes uh, to the second round of the playoffs. Well, I've uh, I've got some audio issues here, guys, but I, I I'm sure what Tyler had to say was great. It was. Uh, it was I mean, all about you, Chet. Show. It was all <laughs> about you. We've got <laughs> we've got um, college football coast to coast kicking off uh, tomorrow. They'll be live streaming, and then on Tuesday night will be Southeast Sports Talk. So y'all can uh, y'all can tune into that. We'll be sharing it on our Twitter page. Uh, we we appreciate everybody jumping into our first live show. It was it was a fun one. We we're gonna start doing these more often. Maybe start doing them every week. We'll see. Um, especially with college football starting up, you know, next Sunday we've got college football uh, kind of impeding with LSU playing Sunday night. Uh, we're all gonna be watching that, so we may be doing the show on Monday. We'll have to see. But um, you know, check us out uh, at Twitter if you're watching on Twitter. Thanks for watching. You can hit us up at Sports Scramble Four. Uh, and, you know, send us any any DMs or messages what you think. Uh, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and let us know what you thought of the broadcast. Uh, I'll be uploading the audio version uh, on our normal day for Tuesday. So uh, we appreciate everybody joining in. We hope you have a good week. What's up, everyone? Let me tell you about a company called Anchor. 
If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 